Welcome to A Walk Across Texas State. I'm Zachary, and I'm joined by Ross. In this episode, we spoke to Zoe Jackson, former graduate assistant in career services, about her experience in university admissions and being successful in a job with lots of travel. We really enjoyed this conversation, and we think there's a lot of good information for students who might be interested in these type of positions. Also, this will be our last episode of the semester, and on a personal level, my last episode on the podcast as I take the next steps in my own personal career journey. Thank you all for listening for the past couple years, and I'm so excited to become a listener myself and hear what my talented coworkers have in store for you next semester. But without further ado, please enjoy this conversation with Zoe. Zoe, it's it's so nice to have you here yeah. today. Uh, just a little background, um, a little bit about your background. You're a friend of the office. I am. You uh, were a graduate assistant a couple years ago, yes, right? Yes, yes. Two and a half years ago. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it does. <laughs> one of the first things I remember about getting this job. So I got the job and then I went to the grad uh, graduate student um, hooding ceremony. Oh, yeah. And so for our grads in FSL, and I actually saw Dr. Kreischer and, and saw you as well. I think that's where we maybe met. Not oh sure my goodness, I yes. I was like a mess that day. I think I was like <laughs> crying so much because it was my graduation day. Sure. And so that's probably not the best first impression of me to have. <laughs> no, but, no. But yeah, um, yes. So I was here as a graduate assistant in career services for two years and it was amazing. Um, love this office. Still very close friends with many people that worked here or currently work here. Um, so I'm really, really happy to be back. It's bringing back a lot of memories to be in this building. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so we're going to chat today about a little bit about your career, but specifically okay. you've had so much experience with jobs that require lots and lots of travel, mm-hmm. um, pre-pandemic travel, and then hopefully, you know, eventually some jobs will open back up again yeah. after the pandemic with travel. So we really wanted to get your insight um, on some of the ins and outs, the pros and cons, things to expect uh, for students who might be considering those type of jobs. So just first off, how did you decide to take on, uh, you know, your position was in admissions, Uh knowing that's a lot of travel. What are some of the things that you thought about before you took the job? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, You know, I just when I graduated college, um, I knew I wanted to work in some sort of student affairs capacity. And I don't know why, but I was really drawn to admissions. Um, And so I knew there was a lot of travel and I liked that about the job because I really like to travel. Um, And I also lived my first two years in admissions. I lived outside my home state of Texas. So I thought, well, this could be a great opportunity to get to travel back to Texas some. Um, And so that, you know, I kind of ended up getting the job. And yeah, like the first, I guess, started in the summer. And then a couple of months later, I really hit the ground running with the travel. Um, And it's a lot, you know, you're driving a lot, you're flying a lot, you're away from home a lot. And so it was kind of an adjustment at first to, because, you know, it's really fun to travel, but to be away from home that much, um, that was something that I hadn't really thought about yet. So that is quite an adjustment. Sure. And so where were you located and what was the position? Yeah. So the first two years that I was in admissions, I was located in Rome, Georgia, which is about an hour north of Atlanta. I was at an amazing college called Barry College. Um, And it's so yeah, so from Texas, it's like a 12 hour drive and maybe like a two hour flight. So, you know, not not an easy um, thing to do to come back and forth from Texas all the time. So my job did let me do that, which was kind of nice. So what was the uh, the hardest part of the first time you started traveling? 
especially as a young professional. Mm -hmm. And then what was kind of the best part? Yeah. Uh, Best part, just getting to go to a ton of new places. I mean, and also, I mean, this, you know, this is going to sound kind of silly, but your work pays for like your food and your hotels and all of that. Mm -hmm. So getting Mm -hmm. to try new restaurants in new places and, um, you know, get those experiences was really fun. Um, And just getting to, um, you know, the job itself was fun too. I was getting to visit high schools. I was getting to go to college fairs and promote the college and meet people. So it was great for networking. Um, I think the hardest thing was, so I was 23 when I started that job and I had just gotten married. So I'm like, literally I got married and a week later I started the job. So <laughs> being away from my husband for, you know, long amounts of time, that was kind of hard. That would be hard for anybody to be away from home, um, you know, for weeks at a time. So I would come home on the weekends, be completely exhausted and crash and then do it all over again, Monday to Friday, and sometimes even be away on weekends. So I think going from never having to traveling for work or never having to travel for work to traveling all the time for work was definitely an adjustment. So um, obviously, you know that I've done some admission work as uh-huh. well and had a chance to do some of that kind of travel side. Um, tell me about, so as aspects coming from out of state in that mm-hmm. scenario, did you still have some of that camaraderie side that were a lot of the other recruiters uh, that you were engaging with and seeing as well? Yeah, so I think so. I mean, the thing about admissions that I think a lot of people don't realize is territories change like that, like in an instant. And so some people that you may see on the road one year, the next year, they're either have a totally different territory or they have a different job. There unfortunately is a lot of turnover in admissions, I think because of kind of the burnout that people feel from travel season. I don't mind it as much, but you know, I think I've known a lot of people in admissions who have done it for a year and they were like, oh no, this is not for me. So, um, so yeah, there were definitely some people that I met on the road and would see at college fairs and be like, oh, hey, how's it going? And, you know, you always stand next to the same people too. Like whatever, um, is in the alphabet right next to you, whatever college, like those are the people you really get to know. Um, so yeah, there was a little bit of that, but it is a job with a lot of turnover. And I think the travel has something to do with that. So you said something interesting in that, like the busy season or the travel season. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of students, when they're looking at positions, they might see, you know, 80% travel and that might scare the crap out of them. It would scare me. Yeah. What was the, what was the season like mm-hmm. um, specifically in admissions? And were there times when you could be home for extended periods of time? Absolutely. So travel season is really only like two, th- two or three months out of the year. So mm-hmm. really like maybe mid-August through end of October, beginning of November, that's when you're really on the road a lot. And other than that, you may travel a little bit in the spring or go to a conference here and there, but really you're not, you're, you're not traveling at all, except for those few um, months. So that is kind of the nice thing about it is, you know, right when, when travel season comes, you get excited for it. You get excited to go places. And then a couple months in, you might start getting tired of it, but you know that it's going to end soon. And then you're going to be hold up in your house or your office reading applications, which is also an amazing part of the job that I really like. So there is kind of a good recovery period after travel season when you can take a breath and be at home for a little bit. So obviously we're talking about some jobs that are related to, in this case, admissions. But Mm -hmm. if students are thinking about just jobs that just have a travel aspect of it, I'm always curious is what life hack, travel hacks uh, did you learn uh, that made the process kind of easier when you got into the travel side? Yeah, yeah, great question. So, I mean, I think the first thing is, And not every job allows you to do this, but if your job does allow you to plan your own travel or kind of have a little bit of control over your schedule, don't try to pack too many things in at once. That was a mistake I made a lot. My first year was like, oh, I can like pack five school visits in or like, you know, thinking about like five meetings or something if it's something not admissions related. And I can do a college fair at night and do it for five days straight. That's really not sustainable. And you're going to be exhausted and not want to wake up the next morning and do it all over again after a couple of days. So to the extent that you can plan your own travel, 
you know, plan your own travel and try to give yourself some little breaks in the, you know, in the middle of the day um, or, you know, even a break in the middle of the week if you can. As far as hacks go, um, be loyal to a hotel chain, be loyal mm-hmm. to an airline if possible, um, especially if your work lets you book your own travel. Um, a lot of the times, like they'll pay for it, but you'll get to use your rewards number. And so I can't tell you like how many free flights and free hotel stays I got through my six years of admissions just because I was like loyal to um, a chain. So I think that's probably my biggest hack is like, you know, take advantage of those rewards points because it's basically free to you <laughs> if your work is paying for your travel, which they should be. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Great tip. Great tip. <laughs> yeah. So six years of admissions, six years of travel. Do you have any tips on kind of wellness and, and ways to unwind and, and deal with the pace of this type of position? Yes. So I think... I have a really, I I put a strong emphasis on work-life balance, which I think has helped me out a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I said, it's okay to like take a break in the middle of the day if you need to. It's okay to go back to your hotel room and take a nap if you have the time. Um, You know, you don't, because I think the thing with travel season is it's not necessarily like an eight to five schedule, like it would be, um, you know, in your normal day-to-day job. So you might be getting started at like 10 a.m., but you might be going till 10 p.m. with a college fair or something. So that's why I think like if you can plan your own travel to the extent that you can add in breaks, um, you know, there's there's no shame in like going and having dinner at a restaurant by yourself. That is one thing I learned to do really well after traveling <laughs> is like going to restaurants by myself, going to movies by mm-hmm, myself, because mm-hmm. sometimes I would do that if I had a break in the day. Um, you know, again, don't try to pack your schedule as, as, you know, jam pack it as much as you can, if you have that ability not to, because that's really going to lead to burnout. And I would say like, if you're able to make it so that you're at home on the weekends, um, cause not only will that allow you to just catch up on life and laundry and all of those things, but you're really going to appreciate having that time at home because I feel like rest at a hotel is not quite the same as rest sure. at home. You know, you can't fully really relax. And at least for me, unless I'm at home. So the more time I could spend at home and the more weekends I could spend at home, the better I felt going into the next week and kind of starting that process all over again. What about any hobbies or anything like that that you could take on the road with you? I think that, you know, I I talked to Tori and Emily uh, Mm -hmm. when we were kind of thinking out ideas and I I think you do some yoga. Is that something that you would take on the road (laughs) with you and kind of yeah. Well, what's funny is I really didn't start doing yoga hardcore until after my last travel season. Maybe sure. that's why I started doing it <laughs> um, because my last year in admissions, I didn't get to travel because of COVID, which sure. was kind of sad. I really missed it. Um, I am not the best about like working out when I'm traveling. <laughs> I just like, mm-hmm. um, I, th- I think for some people that's great. Like, yeah, if you can bring your yoga mat with you and do yoga in your hotel room or like catch a class somewhere, or go for a run somewhere, that's great. But I know myself and I know for me, like fitting those types of thing in, it just doesn't really happen when I'm traveling. So I think for me, reading is a huge thing. Sure. I am always reading a book. If you have a Kindle, it's a super, super easy thing to bring with you during travel season. And so sometimes, yeah, if I went to dinner or to a coffee shop to get work done or at, you know, at the end of the day, um, when I'm in my hotel room, like reading is a really great way for me to decompress. But yeah, I think it's whatever, um, you know, whatever helps you kind of decompress and, and take care of yourself. For me, that's reading for other people. It could be a wide variety of other things. So you mentioned that transition from being a recruiter on the road all the time Mm -hmm. to this, you know, everyone felt COVID in a different way, but I imagine a big part of your job Mm -hmm. changed with COVID, right? So you're usually going out recruiting high schoolers in person at events, and now you have to figure out how to do this job Mm -hmm. at a point when a lot of universities are worried about admissions. Yes. What was that transition like for you? And do you have any tips for folks now that 
you know, maybe admissions roles are going to be a little different, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So I think it was a good thing and a bad thing because basically our travel season in fall of 2020 was all virtual. You know, we sure. weren't really traveling, but we were still making appointments with high schools and like doing virtual college fairs, which is a really different thing than, you know, in-person college fairs. Um, I think the pro is that you can reach a wider audience. Mm -hmm. There's, you know, so my last two years in admissions, I was just here in Texas. So I was recruiting for Barry and Georgia, but I was here in Texas recruiting Texas and Louisiana mainly. Um, the state of Texas is so huge. Like you can't possibly cover it all mm -hmm. in a single travel mm -hmm. season. Mm -hmm. But I was able to reach maybe some schools, maybe out in like West Texas or North Texas, you know, places I wouldn't normally go during travel season, but places that I still wanted to start building a relationship with. And I even did some visits with schools in like Colorado and California. These are schools I, or these are states that I wouldn't um, travel to normally because it's just expensive and it's a lot of time. But being able to just get on the Internet and pop on a Zoom call with them and let them know all about Barry and learn about their school. I think that was a really great thing um, about kind of going virtual. Um, I think kind of the downside is by the time fall 2020 rolled around, students were so burnt out on sure. Zoom. And really, sure. e everyone was so burnt out on yeah. Zoom. Let's be real. So like getting students to show up to visits or show up to these virtual college fairs, that was really hard because like at the end of the day, they're doing online schooling already. They don't want to show up to anything else that they don't you know, absolutely have to. And I totally get that. So I still think, um, you know, traveling in person is really important, but I think kind of, I can see the future of admissions being, and I don't know how travel season went this year because, um, I transitioned to a different role, but I think the future of admissions, I'm going to, we're going to kind of see a hybrid where mm -hmm. you're still traveling to schools. You're still maintaining those relationships that you've worked so hard to build, but this is a great way to initiate new relationships in territories where you might just not have the time or money to go visit normally. Do you think um, getting a chance to travel as a young professional, that flexibility and adaptability that you learned from that has helped you even through COVID, through Zoom, but also now in some of your new jobs as well? Absolutely. And I think it's helped me learn a lot about myself, about what I can, you know, how, how much I can handle and what I can't handle and when I need to kind of step back and take a break. And I would say for anybody, you know, any student that's getting ready to graduate college and is interested in a job that... Um, allows them to travel, this is the time to do it. There's a reason that, you know, when you go to college fairs, you're probably seeing 75% of the people are like 30 and younger because, um, you know, when you're young and you're not as tied down to as many things, you don't have kids, maybe you're not married or don't have a pet or anything like that, you have the ability to do this. So I would say if it's something you're interested in as a young professional, now is the time to do it. And you're going to learn a lot about yourself and um, really know if this is kind of like the direction you want to take your career in or not. Awesome. And so if you're looking for a position like that, you know, you've heard this podcast, you're like, yes, now I want to do this. What are some things that you would tell a student who is trying to get a job, right? So are there interview tips? Are there things that you should, are there ways you should answer travel related questions? Uh, um, well, I, I don't, that's a really great question. Um, I didn't really get asked a whole lot about that in the interview because I think they just know when they're interviewing you that they assume you know that it comes with the territory, right? Sure. But I think, um, you know, any situation that you can describe that shows that you've been able to adapt to new situations, mm -hmm. basically show the interviewers that you're adaptable and that you're flexible because you need to have those traits to survive in the admissions world. And so I think if you can like share a scenario from maybe one of your classes or an internship that you had that shows that you have those traits, that mm -hmm. will probably make you more attractive to an interviewer for a job that requires a lot of travel. What about working independently? Are there uh, things that, I mean, depending on this, you know, being your first actual full-time gig, 
some students might not be comfortable with that. Mm -hmm. How much of the travel is, you know, you having the responsibility yourself to kind of get things done on a day-to-day basis and not maybe have that supervisor around as much. Yeah, pretty much 100% of it, right? So that is kind of the other hard thing about travel season is you're traveling. I mean, and I keep saying travel season in relation to admissions, but this could apply for any job. When you're traveling, like it's not like you can really multitask. You know, you're going to your appointments or your meetings or whatever. You're there, you're present. But then you have to make all this other time for emails and other work that you might have. Um, so I think you really need to have good time management skills. Um, and I do think you need to be able to work independently because no one is going to be there holding your hand. Mm. Um, you know, you're, you are on your own. And I mean, I, I just learned a lot. I learned like how to use my GPS better during <laughs> like nobody, sure. nobody was there to tell me how to do those things, you know? And so, um, I think I gained a lot of independence by having yeah. that job and going through that. Cause I, now like, I would have never like eaten at a restaurant by myself yeah. before yeah. I worked in admissions and now it's no big deal. And that's just a small example, but um, yeah, I think it really helps you gain independence, but you also have to have some self-discipline and time management yeah. skills to make sure you're getting everything done. And that's really where that self-care piece comes in, because if you mm-hmm. go, 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 you're going to burn out really quickly and just not have the mental capacity to do that. Yeah. Well, and Zachary, you mentioned, you know, thinking about going into a job with this, everything that Zoe just talked about is that transition out of that kind of role mm-hmm. has really set you up well um, to be employable for other jobs because yes. that self-reliance um, that you can motivate yourself uh, you can take direction without direct supervision. Those are those transferable skills. Yes. Those marketable skills that comes out of this kind of job that then makes you, uh, you know, even more employable um, on the other side of it too. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So this might be a question for both of y'all having <laughs> been in the admissions world. Do you have some type of quota that you have to hit of students that you have to talk to? Or is there any, I know, is it sales like in that if they are uh, applying to a university, are they saying, well, I spoke to Zoe or I spoke to Ross? Um, and like how do kind you... of commission based, you mean? Sure, yeah. yeah. I mean, are, are the things that you have to hit while working independently um, that your supervisor is going to see on the back end. Yeah, so I'd be interested to see what Ross says because we worked at two very different institutions. He worked at a large public university, I worked for a small liberal arts college. There's not really any quotas. Um, something that we were kind of like, um, scrutinizing a little bit more towards my end in admissions was, is, is it really worth it to be traveling to all these schools? Because mm-hmm. there's no quota involved, but like we are spending a lot of money to do this. And if we're not getting that return on our investment, like is travel season really worth it? And so I think um, kind of towards the end, we were discussing that more. And I don't think travel season will ever go away, but I do think the pandemic has taught us that there are probably more efficient ways to do it um, to make sure that, you know, all the schools we're visiting, like we're, we're really building relationships and getting students from those schools. So no real quotas per se, but I do think that scrutiny is there a little bit more than it was before, but I'd be interested to hear what you have to say, Ross. Yeah. Same kind of thing is no quotas directly. Um, but, uh, Zoe touched on the return on investment mm-hmm. is, um, if you're going to, you know, the high school fairs, um, you're doing certain visits, how you're building those relationships. Of course, we always counted, you know, contacts, info cards, those kind mm-hmm. of things. Um, so that you could see that your time was being well spent. Um, but no, it wasn't on a commission based or right. a head count or anything like that. Um, which is good. I think which is good, which is good. <laughs> but the idea is too, is you want to maximize your time, mm-hmm. maximize your efforts and making sure that we're engaging with, uh, you know, as many students and also counselors. And again, building those relationships because at the end of the day, um, that's how your, you know, recruiting numbers are. And then your admission numbers mm-hmm. uh, are too. So we always like to end these podcasts kind of uh, with advice to students. Okay. So 
what advice would you give students if they're considering it um, or if they uh, just really, really want to do a traveling job or a travel type job? What advice would you have for them? Yeah, I mean, I think like I said earlier, go for it. Because again, I mean, I I'm speaking in terms of admissions, but you can always do something for a year. And then if you decide you don't like it, you can get out of it. But the further you get into your career, I think the harder it would be to take on a job like this mm -hmm. because you do get tied up with so many more commitments in life. Typically the typical person does um, like marriage and kids and pets or, you know, just like you're, life. you're more, yeah, sure, life. Yeah. Exactly. You're more established in another career where it might be harder to transition to one that requires a lot of travel. So I say, go for it. You're going to gain a lot of skills, whether you enjoy the job or not. Um, like Ross said, a lot of independence and self-reliance and things like that. Um, you know, just go for it. You're a young professional and this is your time to, to experiment and um, try things out. So that would be my advice. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, Zoe. A Walk Across Texas State is produced by Zachary Webb. Music by Richard Hall. For free resources and additional information about our services, head over to careerservices.txstate.edu and follow us on social media at txstcareers. Don't forget to like and subscribe to hear new episodes every other Tuesday each semester. Thanks for listening, and we will see you soon.